Yasmin Johnson. And I'm Yasmin Bilkis Ibrahim. We are Y Square Pod. Welcome back to the podcast. Today we are doing episode 40, which is Relocating, Relocating to, to Salon. And this is a Y Square Pod and Friends segment. So we'll allow our guests to introduce themselves. Who would like to go first? Hi. Um, my name is Ajara Marie, and I am a social entrepreneur working with women in business in Sierra Leone. I have a passion for empowering young girls, especially with a focus on education, not just going to school, but education in general. Great. My name is, uh, hi guys. My name is Wali Joseph. Uh, I'm uh, one of the owners of Two Guys Restaurant. Uh, I'm also uh, involved in real estate development and uh, also uh, housing development as well. So, yeah, I also do a show called Talk You Talk, where I'm also involved with uh, young Sierra Leoneans who are uh, up-and-coming musicians or artists trying to develop their skills. So, uh, yeah. All right, let's give a round of applause to our guests, yes. Woo! Welcome, welcome, and thank you for coming on the pod. So let's dive into the, um, the topic at hand, relocating to Salon. So who wants to go first? Why did you come back? What is your experience? Were you either born here or born in the diaspora and came back? What's your story in a nutshell? <laughs> My story. Um, so I was born and raised in the U.S. I'm from Massachusetts originally. Um, both of my parents are Sierra Leonean. I came to Sierra Leone when I was three months old oh. and left when I was six. Mm-hmm. So um, I spent most of my childhood in the U.S. Um, with, you know, a little taste here and there. Um, I'm from Frobe. Um, hey, so, Frobe sister, I didn't yes. know that. Okay. My mom's from Frobe, so mm. grew up in Frobe when I was here, um, living with my grandparents, cousins, family, you know, Frobe, we all not family. Of course. So um, I moved back here in 2008. Um, just, you know, so I finished school, did my master's, and I was working for a little bit. So my background, education-wise, is in psychotherapy and counseling. So I was providing counseling and therapy for individuals, for families, couples, you know, just, you know, working with young people in Atlanta. So I was in Atlanta, living in Atlanta, working, and just, you know, living life as a young adult. But I wanted a change. I wanted something different. I felt, you know, it was time to explore. Um, the world outside of the U.S., being that's where I um, mainly grew up. And, of course, what um, a better time to come home. I think at that time, it was, a you know, the um, Africa Rising um, movement. Um, Sierra Leone was opening up. People were moving back. We just had an election. And what better opportunity, once you have a home, you can always come back. So I just mm-hmm. took advantage of that opportunity came home to see what was happening, you know. I told my parents I was coming home for like two weeks. Um, (laughs) Twelve years later, I'm still here. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I just really wanted to live life um, outside of the U.S. for a little bit. I was young, um, wasn't attached to anything um, specifically, so working and have my degree so I can always come back and just took Mm -hmm. advantage of that opportunity. Okay, makes sense. What about you, Elid? opposite side of the spectrum. <laughs> I was actually born here uh, in uh, Netland Hospital uh, in the 80s. I born 
from both mixed race parents. My father uh, is, obviously they both have Sierra Leone, half Lebanese, and my father's side is uh, from Potoko, he's half Timini. My mother is from Moyamba, and she, I don't really say this that much, but she's a descendant from Elakoblo Gulama. Oh, wow. Like, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so grow up here, live there most of our lives, go on holidays and stuff to England, but uh, during the war, we, uh, the, I think it was the first initial trouble that happened here. Mm-hmm. We got like evacuated and we got to see a lot of stuff. So we went to London for a bit, went to school, and it was tough relocating because you used to a certain way, culture, mm-hmm. and then you have to go and like basically start from scratch. Mm-hmm. And the area we kind of grew up in London wasn't the best surroundings as well. It was very tough. Uh, the, the school we went to was very hard. Mm. And we didn't realize until a couple of days that they had, uh, there were gangs and stuff like that. And mom was basically, this is the only option that you had. Mm. You had to go to school. So we, we grew up really tough. And um, education-wise, we did very good. But I think uh, we were more, like I was more of an arts student. Mm. So I did music on the side. I did, uh, I used to sing, I used to record. And uh, I, yeah, my dad forced us to come back because mm. because of <laughs> we did, when we left we didn't really we weren't in, it wasn't a good situation okay. we left actually we left from here mm. from uh, Mamioko at the time and oh. we were uh, airlifted out with the, the Americans oh, so wow. yeah and then we went to the to the ship mm. and all this stuff so basically my dad forced us like you're coming back home you mm. have no choice and we we didn't want to come okay mm. but then when we came back it was like a desensitization. It was a massive culture shock at first. Absolutely. But it was like, a, like it was almost my dad knew, it was like I had to bring them on holiday first yeah. for them to become, you know. And then when we came on holiday, we come, came the next year. And then so I got comfortable. So yeah. then I started seeing people, you know, where I went to school with. Mm. And the thing about Sierra Leone is people don't forget. Oh, they I remember you were like yeah. 18 years and they yeah. still. So when the time came for me to move back, it was... Mm. How old were you then? I was about 25. Was 2006, I moved back. Okay, so you're a young adult. I came back when it was... There was no road. <laughs> there was no lights. There was no water. Nothing. Mm. Nothing. And so, yeah, but it was the most amazing experience because you learn everything from scratch. Yeah. Mm, but now I see. you're so happy that your dad was like, okay, yeah, you have to no, I, no, honestly, <laughs> I, I'm so happy. And also like happy that he made, he, they push you. I think the old school generation right, push you push. to become strong. Mm-hmm. Because when you come here and you're like, dad, the generator is, is like my friend. <laughs> like I can't have a sleep. <laughs> where in the UK were you? Uh, we grew up in, it was, around Kilburn, around Camden, and uh, King's Cross, so things like that. The the Northwest, basically, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then Holloway was not far away, so, yeah, but Peckham was the first stop. Peckham was like, we lived in in Peckham, Camberlell, for like a year and a half, and then we moved. 
Okay. I can like, kind of relate to like both of your stories. Like like Adjara, I was also yeah. born and raised in the States, but my first taste of Salon was after the war. Yeah. So in our earlier episodes, Yasmin and I, we focused on our relocation before yeah. we kind of expanded and invited guests to share their experiences or talk about a field that they're knowledgeable in. So after I left the States when I was five, I lived in South Africa for like four years. And when I was there, I used to go to Nigeria frequently because I'm half Nigerian on both sides. So that was like my taste of West Africa before coming to Salon. And um, when my dad got the job to come to Salon, like, you know, I was terrified because, like, all my cousins would show me as, like, child soldiers. And, you know, the, the negative yeah, imagery. Yeah. So um, I had said in one episode that I taught myself how to write with my left hand <laughs> because I was afraid of being chopped by the rebel. <laughs> I had to. But anyway, so my first time coming to Salon, was, I was nine. The stigma. So, the stigma, mm-hmm. right. So I was here for, like, uh, a year and a half. I did middle school in the States. I came back. I did a bit of high school, a Lebanese school. Then I finally came back in 2014. So I've been back and forth yeah. as well. But I understand what you mean when you're coming back home. Like when I came back the second time as a teenager, yeah. same, there's no. I came in 2006 as well. Yeah. Yes. No power, you know, no, no running water. No. It's disastrous, you know. Yeah. So when I came back for the third time, this time I was like, you know, I need to come back home, you know, yeah. the States. It wasn't working out for me. I wasn't in the best emotional yeah. or mental health. So when I came back in 2014, I said, ah, so it's like Wi-Fi no day. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Was that in 2014? Yes, I came oh, in 2014. You, you don't even know. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You had to get, you yeah. had to go out and drink some liquor to pass it. Yeah. And Wi-Fi. then you have, yeah, so you moved here in 2018. Yeah, what is so your, tell me, us. Me, I'm like a baby. I'm still in honeymoon stage. If I saw honeymoon stage. <laughs> you got the soft landing. I know. If I said. You seem to be embracing saying? it though. Yeah, really. yeah, I love it here. What's the saying? You had to, you had to, before I could run. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so I first came here, I was eight years old. My mom, so I'm born and raised in the UK, mm. but my mom always made like a conscious effort to bring me and yeah. my sister here. Mm. And then she um, got a job here in 2007. So at that point, how old was I? I think I was about 14, 15. So from, she, it was um, with the previous government, so she was working with them for a span of 10 years. So me and my sister would come like every Christmas. So from then I was just like, what? Salon is lit. I'm spending every Christmas here. So me moving, it's not like it was, it's not like it's strange. It's almost like I feel the coming here regularly. Transition was, was, yeah, Mm. it was, it was leading up to that. And as I've mentioned before in the podcast, I used to work in Senegal. So it's not like it's my first time um, living in a West African country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I do wish I did some school here. I feel, I know mm-hmm. I missed out on the experience. Even if Schooling not, like, is just important. sixth form or yeah. something. Yeah. But I know sure. school here. So, you know, like, yeah. when people have conversations, ah, oh, you remember that too? I'm Characters. like, hmm. <laughs> Characters. Yeah. It's yeah. so a lot of, like, jokes, and they we, they, we provoke each other. Exactly. Yeah, I just now. Cross my mm-hmm. head. Yeah. But I think with what um, Yasmin's saying, going to school here brings a different community. Um, mm-hmm. There's a different connection that you get. Definitely. Absolutely. Um, especially that was one of the things that I kind of felt like I just had to start all over when I moved here mm-hmm. in 2008. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't have any connections with anyone. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to school. At an age where I can remember, I went to Akibo Vets, but I was yeah. in primary school. Mm-hmm. Um, but because I'm a networker, I'm mm-hmm. a community person, I had to find my community and yeah. I had to get yeah, to know yeah. people. And I think you build a different community even yeah. though you don't go to school here. But definitely I could relate to what you're saying. That um, old girls, old boys association or and whatever. they take it seriously it's here. So you know? very, it's like, very serious. What school you went to, they'll be rapping. Yeah. Like, no, they do, definitely. Like you do find your cabal, like she says, you know, because at the end of the day, people tend to be like a bit more 
like hesitant towards the diaspora yeah. because yeah. it's it's almost like a competition mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. and then also maybe we're also the thing is you're tired of making new friends that are coming and going, going. yeah it's almost like yes. a recycle bin mm. so it's like like Getting you're connected saying, to somebody yeah yeah you're mm-hmm. into what your intentions and but then also there are deeper other factors like people looking at your school who you're hanging out with who's a connection because they they think that's what's important for yeah. them. Yes, absolutely. Whereas other people, I think, they just think like, that person is cool. I want to meet you. And yeah, mm-hmm. and I think that's what's to our benefit here in Freetown because yeah. it's small. Yeah. And then in general, Sierra Leone's are very like open and, and friendly. Yeah. So the fact that we didn't go to school, yeah, it would have been nice if we did. But like even networking or meeting new people or creating yeah. your own circle it hasn't been too much mm-hmm. of a challenge just yeah. because we're a small Country, country, I think. And I kind of feel like I, I know like 2008, 2009, I yeah. always said when I came back, it was yeah. so easy to meet people. Mm-hmm. I felt it like we were, easy. yes, it was mm-hmm. so easy. I'll tell you what, no. We were always going out, we bumped into each yeah. other. You don't know mm-hmm. who's having a party, but everybody's there. Yeah. Like we really the embraced. Circle was smaller. Uh, yes, the it was smaller back then. That's yeah. exactly the same with me because. Yeah. When I was coming the Christmas time, I was making friends. So that's why even Yasmin and I were like, how did we not meet each other? Because mm-hmm. I, I knew a lot of other people. I just didn't yeah. know Yasmin until like mm-hmm. the last two it's years. It's a small, mm-hmm. small group. You don't, everybody knows everybody. And the, the thing, I think what's different now, there's more options to go yeah. to. Yeah. So yes. people Ten are years like, ago, it wasn't like that. It wasn't. It was like mm-hmm. Atlantic pods now, office. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you go places. old school. Oh, yes. You know, that was it. Like Atlantic was the jam, man. And then Oba mm-hmm. came. It, but it was still like you go out in the evening and you're meeting you everybody. Yeah. Yes. And both with the local and the expert communities. Yeah. So oh, we had like we all yeah. just intermingled. Mm-hmm. And it's so. not it's not about age because yeah. some people will say it's because you're older now. Mm-hmm. Yes, we are a bit older. <laughs> but it's not about that. It's more like um I think it's a different culture. Culture. Mm-hmm. Different gener- it's the selfie generation, like I call it. <laughs> so and they're more self-involved, mm-hmm. whereas we didn't care about the look of it. Like you go to Quincy's at the end of the night, yeah. it's like the jam, man. You get your exactly. roast beef, exactly. You know, you get your three-piece <laughs> chicken. We're not we're just having That's fun. Yeah, having for fun. real. You're just not like. But now people are actually posting to go to the hottest places that don't really de- deliver, give you the vibe. Right, yeah. Absolutely. Like you go to like some clubs. I'm not gonna name. Names. Of course, yeah. <laughs> some clubs and. But the DJ is not really playing what you want. Yes, you know yes. you're just there like standing in the corner. So I think it's just the generation that has changed and forced things. And now, especially with COVID, I think it's going to become even a bit more different. Maybe. I know December will be a different vibe for sure. But would you say like um, the 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 small circle and salon? How do you think it has um, one benefited you both as being a social entrepreneur, Ajara, and you being a, a co-owner of your um, food restaurants? How would you say? Um, it has helped you thrive and also presented challenges in salon. Because mm-hmm. we were, oh, say, oh, salon small, salon small. Yeah. So, like, how do you think you've positioned yourself best in coming back and thriving in your uh, respective businesses? I think for me, um, a people's person. I'm a connector. Mm-hmm. I love, like, meeting new people, connecting people to opportunities. Mm-hmm. So in my business, because I have that spirit of networking and the spirit of going out my box, making sure I meet new people, it's been easier um you know just to find 
a good group of people that I can connect with. Mm-hmm. Um, when it comes to business, I also think that's helped me because of the way that I am. Mm-hmm. I understand people, understand what you want, and especially with my experience working from the U.S. and then coming back, mm-hmm. I'm able to add some of that experience to what I do. And one of the things that I'm a big believer in everything that I do is to make sure that I'm incorporated in some aspect of Sierra Leone, whether it's working with local um, people, um, showcasing new and upcoming um local talent, artists, um, whatever it is, from fashion, music, to whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I believe in the power of using my privilege, if you want to mm-hmm. call it, to help build and um, help grow Sierra Leone. Because I feel like I have a connection that you know some people don't. So when I do things, I also share and showcase what's being, yeah, mm-hmm. what's being done in Sierra Leone to my you know community in the U.S. and just sure. expand the um, demographics. And for me, I am a connector. So I'm always looking, especially when it comes to connecting the African continent. Mm. So as some of you know, um, with um, my Woman Mean Business Honors event, I always made sure that I incorporated um, African female entrepreneurs from different countries, mm-hmm. whether it's Ghana, Nigeria, just giving us the opportunity to meet new people, mm-hmm. especially within the region, and see what's happening and what's um, what they're doing that we can maybe glean from and learn from, and how we can also build relationships with people outside of our country. So... I think I've used, um, yeah, just what I've learned over the years in those mm. different platforms. Okay, that's, that's very good. Mm. Oh, sorry. sorry go ahead. <laughs> Remind me to go over the... Oh, um, so, like, it being, intriguing. like, a small... Yeah, like, a small circle in salon, how has that, like, um, been for your benefits or how has that worked against you? Yeah. Um, like, for two guys, for example, or any of I, your other business endeavors? I can say as well, I'm also a very social person as well. Mm. And, like, for me, it's very easy, I think meeting people because I am like intrigued by people I am like I want to meet you I want to know you and also like what you know what she was saying as well is like about promoting Sierra Leone first and foremost and also educating because I think the first thing is we don't know our history Mm -hmm. most of us like let alone other African country Mm -hmm. you know the history is, is very rich it's very powerful so it's like I feel like every time I'm in a conversation, even with my staff, like even today we're in the kitchen, we're having, we have the freedom to say anything we want. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everybody has respect. That's the first yeah. thing. It's like, right. sir. Everybody in the kitchen calls each other sir. Oh. So we have that little respect. Or but, madam, I hope. No, or ma'am. Well, there's oh. no madams. No oh, hey. Hey. We'll talk about the gender issue. But okay, continue. <laughs> it's a small kitchen now. There's only two people. <laughs> Three. But, but I have... I have found all my other female employees' jobs. So okay, okay. Agnes is working up in Takugama now. Oh, nice. Yes. Okay, yes. awesome. Okay. So basically, the thing about big groups, it is good for business. Mm-hmm. It is good for you to be able to be like, oh, Walid does this. Maybe you should check him out. Because if you're trying to reach out to the masses, your friends are the biggest support you have. Mm-hmm. Beginning mm-hmm. Before you have fans or customer base or mm-hmm. anything like that, they're the ones who start to believe in you. Mm-hmm. And But the, only, the other thing is, is that you have to have also to know that you have a group of friends maybe to go to this level and maybe mm-hmm. have a personal person that's going to be there for you mm-hmm. and listen. So you have your... I think eventually you learn where your space is because yes. it's such a small place... Your trust is important. Mm-hmm. And so you are very careful. So you can learn that with time, really. No, it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, it's not like, um, I think, to be honest, I think gossip is gossip. Like, mm-hmm. that's the worst thing. I think if you have a thick skin, yeah. then you listen to it, you're like, 
You know, but like there's other things things to do. Yeah, Yeah, but I think that for people who don't have a social in skills mm-hmm. might find it a bit difficult. Yeah. That comes good to tip. my next question. Yes. So when they come here, that's the other thing is like maybe we don't give that support, mm. you know? And then I also know why as well because sometimes maybe in the past people have given support and then the people haven't reciprocated or have Absolutely. maybe Just, taken it for granted. Yes, yeah. yes. Agile. Yes, yes. yes. Also, I, yes I always say moving is not for the faint-hearted. And yeah. as you both have um, said, you're both sociable people, your yeah. networkers, your connectors. And when I think about it, so are we. Mm-hmm. So do you think that's an essential um, element to have if you're going to yes. move? Well, to it depends on what yeah. you're moving for. Um, mm-hmm. I think people move for different reasons. Exactly. Um, and for young people... I think you're trying to build a life, you're trying to work, so you have to network. You Sierra Leone is a um, place where you need to know people. Like um, Walida was saying, lonely. yes, it's mm. very lonely if you don't know anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then word of mouth goes around. That's yeah. how business flows. Yes. Who you know and word of mouth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on what you're moving for. There's some people that I knew when I moved in 2008 who moved with their families. But at the same time, there were so, some issues when it came to education, especially if you had younger kids. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When it comes to finding a job that matches yeah. what you were working for overseas, mm-hmm. I moved and I was, you know, a young, spirit, free spirited person. So yeah. I knew what I could make money from and yeah. knew how to balance that. Some people are used to um, a certain Structure, lifestyle yeah. 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 and they may not be able to adjust. So I think, you know, you need to figure out one. Why are you moving? Mm -hmm. Um, What are you really looking for? Are you looking for the experience? Are you looking for work? And then understand, like, I think when you think about the diasporans moving back to the continent, Mm -hmm. Sierra Leone is has its own issues the same with Ghana Nigeria Senegal like every African country have their own issues absolutely so it's up to you as an individual to figure out what am I moving back for do I want to really and if you and I'm a believer so I never came to really visit except once when I was younger and then I moved the next year so I came in like 2007 to visit for like two weeks and then I moved six months later. Mm. So I think you need to really, am I moving to really try to figure things out or am I moving to move? Mm -hmm. If you're saying you're moving, that means you're trying to live in a new space. also, when you come here on a holiday, it's different. It's different. 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 When you live here. I like that you're saying that. Because I had a cousin that came. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm telling you, the world is so small. We had... Um, this, these guys that we used to hang out in um, London with, they're mixed race guys as well. So always see them say, we Malata, we brother, we Malata, brother. Mm-hmm. So one day he came, he's like, you, you guys are from Sierra Leone. It's like, yeah. He happened to be our lost cousin <laughs> somehow. Oh, my wow. dad was adopted by this lady in Malama Thomas Street. Mm-hmm. And so basically, like, the son, Eddie Samuels, that was his son. Mm-hmm. And my brother, stepbrother's step uh, son, so he came here on holiday, and he had so much fun that a year later he tried to move here, <laughs> but it didn't end well because wow. <laughs> he thought it was the same. It's the same vibe, you know, no. because you're here like three weeks, four yeah. weeks. So of you're course, not, you'll be pampered. You'll see packed. the best thing, yes. yeah. Holiday, but when that is over, it becomes strikes. a bit slow. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. boring. It's mundane. Every week yeah. it's the same. You see the same people, and then like you're not really working here. You don't find a job yet. Then. Mm. 
you'll be in trouble. Yeah. So yeah. you it's have to like be, like you living. said, yeah. you have to know where you're coming, where you're coming here from. Yes, mm-hmm. that's true. Sorry, good. You were saying something No, it's like island. it's island living. Like when you live on an island, <laughs> the holidays are great because everybody's of around. Course. But then after, yeah. it's back to the normal. I say this is the... <laughs> The Caribbean of the West Africa. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Seriously. For sure. It's too, we're laid back. Yeah, we're chilled. really chilled, laid so back. Chill. And you just have to, you know, yeah. when you look at syndrome. our um, Lumley Beach strip and you compare it to Miami Beach, like they have yeah. something happening all the time. Yes. But we only yes. have Lumley on certain days of the week, mm-hmm. certain hours of the week, yeah. you know, certain <laughs> holidays. So, Mentration. yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I, I would also say anybody. <laughs> I would also say anybody interested in moving back need to come when it's not the holiday season. You can get a little bit of the holiday, like come towards the early January. Mm -hmm. Or like before Easter. Just before Easter. Easter. Yeah, so you can really get the... Feel the heat as well. Feel that heat. Then come match. No, but they should know about rainy season as well. That was the biggest shocker for me. I said, no, really? If I tell you how long I've been here since I haven't traveled, you will be shocked. Hey, Wally, don't tell me from when you've come. No, no. <laughs> and then I, yeah, that I would definitely know. It's, it's been four years. Oh, okay, wow. not too bad, but yeah, it's been a while. Five years, yeah. Okay. No, that's for me. It's not too bad. Honestly. Like haven't traveled at all, all? At all. Wow. So, no, but. <laughs> That rainy, that rainy I go over there. Yeah, I've seen it. Okay. <laughs> no, that's, no that's, I, had, uh, I had businesses. I had yeah, things, yeah. you know. Okay. Like, yeah, that's another working. thing as well, guys. Yeah, when you run your own business. It is hard to relinquish. Yeah. Because no matter what, if you're not there mm-hmm. to look after your own business, it will definitely, it will be mismanaged. Yes, you know? absolutely. And we're not in the position yet with uh, technology mm-hmm. to put things in place yeah. so, that, so yes. that, you know, it's it's really difficult. Yeah, you need a strong, strong, strong team or, yeah, yeah. it's not easy when you're no. a business person and doing business. But it's possible. Exactly. But it's, no, it's possible. possible. Yeah. It is very possible. How? I've seen Brookfield's Hotel, they're doing very, they were like doing, mm-hmm. a lot of Sierra Leoneans managing themselves as well. I mean, yeah. I like that when I go to a place and I see that. I'm like looking, I'm literally looking for the Lebanese guy or the Indian guy, but... Yeah. That was really cool. Yes, so, yes. I like seeing that kind of manner I mean, as right? well. What would you say, like, um, in line with that, um, you all have both been here through Ebola, myself included. I yeah. came right before Ebola started, and yeah. we're all surviving COVID. Yeah. The, like, there were five years apart, but what would you say, um, how has that had an effect on your outlook of Saloon and, like, your approach to business as well? How, how have you had to remodel your business, your businesses, both Ebola and COVID? Wow. Yeah, I think, you know... A good question. Yeah, it's good. a really good question. I think when, it come, when you come from the business aspect, I mm. think as a government, as a people, as a country, we still have a lot to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, we have not... I don't feel like we learned from Ebola to survive COVID as we're surviving. Right. If there's certain systems and processes that were put in place after COVID, it would have been easier... Um, for us to go through. Mm. And I still think, you know, at least I'm a small business. As yeah, a small, small business, business, it's mm-hmm. hard to fall and pick back up. Mm. So, like, the when you look at it, going up, going down, it's hard. So um, a lot of small businesses that I knew that I worked with pre-Ebola, 
they were finished. There's no support um, systems in yeah, place. There's no support system. Yeah. Like, yeah. And the banks, the interest mm-hmm. rate is That's ridiculous. ridiculous. Yeah. 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 So when it comes to business, it's not for the light, no, no, lightweight. No. You have to really have um, a perseverance spirit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you also have to know when it's time to either pivot or time to switch it up. Yes. Because or get out. Yeah. Get out. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because it's not easy. And I sometimes, you know, hit blocks. So I have to go back to the drawing board. Like, okay, mm-hmm. are we ready? Is this what we really sure. say? We, what we say we want, is this what we really want? Or do we need to step back a little bit? So um, as a business person, I think both COVID and Ebola has, you know, taught us a lot of stuff that we just need to be mindful for. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always going yeah. to be something that comes up. So yeah, mm-hmm. that's true. Now, you know, I think one of the best things we can do is take advantage of technology. If nothing yes. else, yes. what COVID has taught us yeah. is to take advantage of tech, mm-hmm. um, even in all the industries. Yes, yes, yes. Um, yes look yes. at what's happening. And the good thing uh, um, about it was it wasn't just Sierra Leone or West Africa with COVID. It was mm-hmm. the world. It's the world. So yeah. everybody had to switch it up and everybody had to go back to the drawing board on how they did business. But I still think we have a lot to learn mm-hmm. and a lot of systems that we need to put in place um, just to, you know, catch up or leapfrog. Definitely. Yeah, that's for sure. Well, let's um, hear from our lady, Yasmin. Mm-hmm. I think I agree with a lot of things you're saying as well. But I think one thing that's maybe we're very lucky, mm-hmm. you know, maybe COVID didn't somehow slip by. Maybe our immune system is different. But I kind of, got a break. I kind of, we were talking about this earlier before it came in. I kind of want to praise, like, because I think we condemn a lot. We condemn our governments. We condemn our country. We condemn a lot of things here mm. that we should be embracing because, like, we have a beautiful country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there are cracks. There are big cracks. And there are maybe mishandling of funds that people see and concentrate on that and maybe don't look at the other things. But, like... I think we handle COVID pretty decent. Like maybe not the best, mm-hmm. but compared to the the West. Oh no, compared to compared to other places, I think we've handled it well. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, and I no, think yeah, for sure. like, no, we definitely have. I think also, but like, but you also have a big point as well with the, with what you were saying as well, and um, I think also like it taught us a lot, man. It's like business here, like mm-hmm. what you're saying. If you're collapsing, to come back up. You have to persevere. You have to have kept some money on the side as well. Mm-hmm. That's another thing. Like when when I started business on the beach, it was my first time ever owning a restaurant. Mm-hmm. My brother was the the person who had uh, learned how to be a chef, who worked in restaurants, catering, and all this mm-hmm. stuff. So I just knew how to socialize, mm-hmm. and I had quickly had to learn to the quick. business side of it, the mm-hmm. accounting side of it, how to do the paperwork side of it. Mm-hmm. So then. I also looked at it and said, these businesses are you liability over here. You, it's mm-hmm, probably yeah. short term, couple of years, and then you that like you have to change it up or maybe go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. So I think the most important thing when you're doing business here, always have a contingency plan yes. or money on the side because nobody's gonna bail you out. All those friends are telling you, hey, you know being, why you know being, hey, what's gonna happen? They don't know your background, and you are not going to go on Facebook or. Instagram and explain your problems. Of course. You deal with it. That's it. So No, I definitely think like you said, we we as in Africa, we as in Sierra Leone, we did definitely manage COVID a little bit better. You know, God Mm -hmm. smiled on us. Mm -hmm. However, Mm -hmm. I feel like if 
something else were to happen because I kind of felt like okay Ooh, knock on wood. yeah, we, yeah we we knew we experienced <laughs> Ebola and we knew what mm. Ebola did to us vaccine exit. exactly so we should have just been ready like when you look at right. I, I compare us to like Uganda or um Rwanda, who also had um, their Ebola experience, and it was yeah. so easy for them to just keep their numbers down yeah. when it came to COVID. So maybe mm. some of you know we're lucky. Like Nigeria, they were locking down for weeks. How good is mm. the data? Exactly. How how so, reliable are the data though that we do? They do give us back. That's the other thing as well. Yeah. yeah you know, I don't want to go. But minus to the data, I just think the segue, the beginning. If we had just if we had systems in place, right, yeah. and we're consistent and we with were our consistent. testing and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. Because the sample size that they test mm-hmm. is very small. Yeah. So it's not necessarily that there isn't community transmission. It's just yeah. the sample size is small. Yeah. You can't really determine. I just it. think like we're more we, for the economy. We've mm-hmm. gone through our body, our systems here are different. Yeah, I mean, it's so different. We have malaria, typhoid, and we have flu probably <laughs> twice a year. Oh, yeah. I, I had, can take a I had flu. I've had the flu now for three weeks. I'm, I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, I'm saying. <laughs> no, I, everything's clear. Everybody has a flu right now in the whole country. Yeah, mm-hmm. Everyone. Same. And it is almost the same <laughs> symptoms as what it is, what, what COVID has. That's true. So basically, yeah, we live it every year and... Probably our bodies are just so used to it. Mm -hmm. And even when you're not the most um, nutritious person in in the country, you maybe don't have that much to eat, but you're still used to it. Yeah, Yeah. as I said in a previous episode, I just feel like the average African body just doesn't have time for COVID. We're fighting other things. It's like the same. Poverty, you know. And then there's different (laughs) research as well, like you were saying, based on our diet as well. Our skin, skin, yes. skin, the living conditions so, alone, mm-hmm. you know, that you go to a room that's damp here. Yeah, you feel you feel some some funny way. Imagine yeah. how people live in these tight spaces. Yeah, and I've 10, been to some 15. of these to some of these like kids' houses here, and it's really it's like, and they have to like go to the corner to do the homework at night. Mm. So like, when you complain, <laughs> you think about those little privileges. I mean, it's not mm-hmm. saying that you're not allowed to complain. Yes, of course, of you course. you earn the right to complain, but no, you definitely. also you know what kids go through here to But I think we complain to make things better. Like, no, yeah. it's true. Any society true. that doesn't true. say anything, then mm-hmm. you're no, just content, true. I believe. Mm-hmm. So. But I believe as Our well, I think if you're going to complain yeah. on social media, you have to do something I think about maybe it. we should complain as well in... I don't know. I don't know if it makes sense. Like, if you're mm-hmm. going to... Talk about it on like social media. We yeah, at least be constructive. Push, yeah, push yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. No, definitely. For sure. No, definitely. I agree. Because you guys like power women. You mm. guys do a lot of. You push a lot of. Um, a lot of um, what's it called um, agendas as well, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. and help a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So I like these organizations that like they come together. Mm. It's like they're helping people, and then also come together as. Yeah. A group mm-hmm. to to mingle and to socialize. Yeah. You know, I think we need that here. That's why Talk You Talk also was a good platform yeah. for people to come. Absolutely. Whether it was like the lower class. I don't believe we have classes here, to be honest. It's like <laughs> extremes. Yeah, we're like, middle class. Yeah, but it was like everyone gets would, would mix mm-hmm. together. Yeah. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's a good exactly. it's a good opportunity to just showcase um, talent. Talk yeah. You Talk. Yeah. And then also, you guys had uh, the what's it called the poetry as well right yes yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so I think like things like that when people come to Sierra Leone I think they need to be exposed yeah definitely to good groups of people mm-hmm. so so like for people who haven't come to Salon or are looking to make the move what would you say is like what was the biggest culture shock for you like for me uh, <clears throat> tell me <laughs> he's like tell him <laughs> 
for me, it's, it's just like, it just goes back to customer service. We had yeah, mentioned yeah, this yeah. earlier. Like, you go to the office of uh, whoever it is that you're going to see, and then the, you, the first barrier is either the receptionist or the security guard, and they greet you with this very tense face, anything. Hey, yeah. you want to upset me that day? Ask me anything. Yeah. What do you mean, anything? Yeah. I can help you. How are you? How can I help? What do you mean, anything? Obviously, I came here for stage. a purpose. Hey, so that is what grinds my gears. That anything, I teach a lot. It does. Me, a lot of things get to me. Like, but then I just, like we say, I disola pit. You know, like it does get to me. Like especially when I go into a restaurant, it's it's my. I'm like, hey, I get it, Papa. You know, the watch me posting the collar under this. So it's it's, and I saw your post. With the, the, the feeding the, the, the dog thing in Nigeria. <laughs> you killed me. But it is, it's terrible. Mm. Our customer service, and also I think it's because the owners don't care. Yeah. And they I, must not. Yeah, they don't, but I think also we back, it's like we the we like People, to punish yeah. ourselves. We keep going to the same place because if you stop to go somewhere and then when you see the person and then they ask you, say, boy, you know the guy, I say, bro, I fix your customer no, service. Not, yeah, yeah but sometimes them. you even tell them. You they just give you this them. blank stare like, yeah. okay, we've heard you. No, and then they continue to go about their attitude. Complacent. Yes, yeah. um, Especially so. when you yeah. think about places that people go to. I think mm. people are not just, not all man passionate as well. Yeah. Like, like for instance, when you go inside Auntie Teresa in the kitchen, Tessa's, when she's in the kitchen, you see her, she's like smiling, she's cooking. Yeah. And that's yeah. what she wants, someone who's pleasant, you know, mm-hmm. that's good. This so what you what the, um, her staff sees is what they also do. Exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah. kind of like they emulate. Um, it's a, it's a banter. Like I have a joke. My, I have a laugh with my staff. You're a human being first and foremost. You're not mm-hmm. like yeah. below me. Mm-hmm. You're you're um, you work for me. There's respect, like I said. But we have a laugh. We have a joke. So they're free to come up to you and ask you questions. Mm-hmm. So when they see that they want to do it, like and then also you also have to have a little backbone as well work yeah. so then they say boss not lazy but me back the work you know so customer services is bad in in many um places not just in hospitality no, but no. just across mm-hmm. the board therefore i just feel like you have to pick your battles mm-hmm. and i feel yeah. like salon is one of those places you have to preserve your energy because if you if it's every every it's all every battle you just oh, pack up exactly mm-hmm. you, you have to that's preserve your energy amazing that's a great great thing you just said preserve your energy mm. <laughs> because you pick your battles otherwise yeah. you're drained by Seriously, the time you're home you'll be like why am i here you'll yeah. be questioning everything no i think what i've noticed mm. um coming back mm-hmm. to Salon, which I don't think is a bad thing at all. I like the fact that everybody has a side gig. Oh, okay. Oh, oh my God, Mami Kuka. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but I like It's almost like you have to. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You can't survive on just one Jones income here. It's true. No, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think also for me, one of the cultural shocks was... Um, the slow pace that is to where we move and how mm-hmm. we And not move. just physically, even your attitude towards your work. Yeah. And everything. Yes, everything. America, we move really bam, quick. Bam, 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 bam. Yeah. Then, I don't think we move <laughs> no, slow. We just move fast over there. No? No. We did drag. <laughs> this is me, like, it's yeah, like a Caribbean me, so I, shit I, I again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> if man, even to cross this room, my man would be like, I'm Be, telling you. It's just like, yeah, we have no urgency. So when you That's said, it. We have no urgency. Trust yeah. me. I was talking to them mm-hmm. today. I was like timing. I'm like, you guys are an amazing cook, but you're not structuring your time. Mm-hmm. And I, I left them one time. I was like, I did left one when I'm in the kitchen, how long? When I structure on myself. Right. To deliver the food that was meant to be for 30 minutes took an hour. Hey. Because 
It's all about structure. It's yes, all about balance. Time management. That's it. But so yeah, and that might be our island vibes mm. um, mentality. <laughs> but yeah, just for me that was a culture shock because mm. I was so used to um, moving at a certain pace mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. getting things done, and I had to relearn how to work with yeah. the team that I was working with mm-hmm. at the time. That's true. But at the same time, I also think it's important to try to bring people along. So yeah. it may take a little bit of work and a little bit of effort, but I'm a believer. You know, you bring people along. Let's help, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you said, yeah. structure yourself. Let's see how we can move. Yeah. When you see me... and. I balance. I don't run all the time, but there are times that I'm going to run and I need yes. you to catch up with me yes. so yes, that we can absolutely. move. I, I think we just have to find the balance like because it's not like you can change people drastically. No. No. Maybe mm-hmm. implement some things, but you too have to find the balance like, yeah. to how things oh, yeah, yeah. are done yeah. Yeah. around here. That just yeah. reminds me of um, when I was in Senegal, I was like running for like the, the bus and then literally people are looking at me like, why is this girl running? As if yeah. like, if you don't just put your hand up, they won't stop you. And I was just like, oh, okay. It is. So that was like, <laughs> that was my first yeah. lesson. Like, oh, okay, yeah, I'm running but like I'm be, in London. You'd be surprised. Yeah. It's different things like doing things like that. Even... I always, I'm saying like we stand at a, we are like at a standstill here. Mm-hmm. So when I do travel, I'm technologically behind it. Mm-hmm. And like, mm-hmm. like you're saying, it's like I'm going to the elevator. I'm like, <clears throat> click. Normally you should open, mm-hmm. but now they have like you have to swipe the card. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> As you know, it's mommy Jared me. I'm like, click, that click. freaks me out. I'm like, it? this is what I'm saying. Where that's one thing that that like I kind of like, but also. It is scary as well because mm. the rest of the world has it's moved. Yes. But I also look at it and say, God forbid, if anything happened, mm-hmm. we're not so technologically enhanced that yeah. we can survive because we used to blackouts, mm-hmm. we used to shortage of water. Mm-hmm. Whereas if it happens over there, it's chaos. Yes, yeah. yes. You know, we used to be able to keep things there. That's true. You know, yeah. that's how I looked at it mm-hmm. and said, like, you know, we are behind. We are like internet, this, that, but like I think because we're so grounded and we're so we've mm-hmm. seen so much and still, still like even though I, I think the, the the vex face now now because of Tranga business, <laughs> Tranga net, but I think we still the heart is still there. It's hard yeah. to go to you here. Yeah, I've not been to so many African countries, mm. but how you hear about Nigeria or Senegal or Guinea, how tense they are compared to how friendly and welcoming we are. Oh, yeah, we're definitely friendly nation. But I nation. think also, though, when you think about, like, national development and when you think about just keeping up with the world... Mm-hmm. Um, it's frustrating. Like, yeah, yeah, we have true. to. We, we can be content to an extent, mm-hmm. but we have to move. We have right. to, you know... Exactly. we Even if it's just our neighbors, Ghana, even forget Nigeria, Ghana, yeah. like like mm-hmm. Senegal, we have to make sure that we're moving at a yeah. pace where yeah. we don't lose out on opportunities. Because mm-hmm. when you think about investment, some of those basic things are needed in order for anybody to come and invest in your country. That's true. As much as, you know, we complain about our light situation, Nigeria's worse. Mm-hmm. Um, we're just yes. having this conversation. Yeah. Nigeria's worse, but... They have, but they're still, able to we're balance. a smaller country, mm-hmm. exactly. And like that, I just said that we just had and this they conversation. can't afford mm-hmm. because of they can afford to use generators there because of the spending capital, right? So we need to really figure out what right. we're looking for when big, it comes to national development. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I was talking to a friend the other day about Ghana. I was there last December. And prior to that, I think I was there like <laughs> maybe a year before. And the level at to which Ghana has moved within that year, yeah. you see so many people wanting to come back. That brings in money to the country. That mm. brings, you know, The help. return, yeah. Yes, yeah, the year yeah, return. Yeah, the return. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, and a good thing, it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing when yeah, you think right. about national growth and it's development. True. We really need to um, figure out where we want to go. Mm-hmm. And if we want to stay in this space, then that's great. But um, we also need to mind that, um, be mindful that we'll lose out on opportunities. Oh, no, big, big time. Absolutely. Big time. That, that's, that's, that's what I mean. It's like a double-edged sword. It's like yeah. you... Mm-hmm. But, but really, we do. And like even looking at it, I was talking to somebody, why don't we when the mining companies were here, why didn't we utilize them and make them build a rail service so he can travel you across know. Sierra Leone? Like, you know, like, it's it's so weird. It's like, like the other day I was telling my guard, I'm like, oh, you know Sabi this place? He said, but it's not Eastern, I live. Yeah. yeah, and I forgot, and, and I thought about community. myself, and I was like, I don't know Eastern parts. Yeah. <laughs> like, you see me, I'll be confused. Again, you're so like, yeah. people are here; they don't even know their own country. Yeah, yes, it's yes, like if you had a real service, it'd probably be cheap. Have it go around, and start from to. there. Yeah, seriously, and then vegetables, mm-hmm. agriculture. Yeah, that's something. You know what I mean? I think that's picking up is this sure. domestic tourism. Yeah, um, and definitely. before. Yeah. Um, Everybody she wanted to go out. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, who had been this for doing kind of exactly. thing? But now, so now the, the country's open. We're yeah. Yeah. Like people are able to go. Absolutely. They need to talk to people to manage the 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 way they charge as well so now yeah. people don't take the piss as well yeah exactly. that's one thing because we don't have any um, price regulation no, like no. price control that's an issue no charge charge like don't oh, don't overdo it man like yeah. you know when like I'm doing the food I'm like how much like cost this cost yeah. that mm-hmm. okay you make profit don't take yeah. the piss yeah. like, yeah. and then you think about the majority yeah mm-hmm. you it's have to volume, think about man. Yeah, it's exactly. like, well, if you want the majority to spend you have to come to that level mm-hmm. based on what yeah. you're doing but yeah. at the same time I think we should ha- have a mix mm-hmm. um, yeah. because there's some people who want luxury and can yeah. afford luxury of course mm-hmm. but um it shouldn't be ridiculously no. crazy, which we do a lot of that. Oh, like, yeah. Sure. We're charging like 500% interest on yeah. stuff. Yeah, and it's luxury that's not luxury. Exactly. Right. It's like, and then it's also, it's like, um, yeah, it's just out of control, man, because I think when somebody's doing one thing and then you open a similar business, mm-hmm. you're not even doing your costs. You're just yeah. like... That's where they charge. Okay, we'll back the charge. So and so. And no, literally copy and Literally, paste. I was yeah. telling a friend that, like, like I said, I'm not gonna call names, <laughs> but literally told him, like, you're charging $120. Put your your rate to $80, yeah. so you get and you still yeah. attract the same, same people, people who yeah. are paying 120 mm-hmm. and the same ones because <laughs> that man already paid $30. He's not gonna afford $80. Mm-hmm. So if you're looking for the levels. Of who's coming because that's why some people yeah. say yes, yes, but it's, it's true, true. It's because true. I'm seeing more when we look at like yeah. um, La Beach area mm-hmm. and the the amount of people that you see going there on a weekend, yeah, and how people used to go to some of these, you know. Yeah. "Quote unquote elite restaurants yeah, yeah. and places. Mm-hmm. It's a different volume, and you yes. get more of the yeah. local professionals, yeah. mm-hmm. not just yeah. like what do you call those um, grassroots but like local professionals that yeah. work day to day jobs come mm-hmm. home with a nice paycheck yeah. and want to go out on a yeah. date night or go out and do something with their friends you and they can afford people. Yeah. you yes. cool people because mm-hmm. the thing I think the way La Vuma B started as well is because 
Lumley wasn't allowed yeah. because of the COVID. Yeah. So then they started sneaking there. Mm-hmm. Like we go down to near the Hardy's before mm-hmm. even the Oshin place. So I've, mm-hmm. I've not even really been there. So you mm-hmm. go there and you sit down, have your beer, like get Amstel, Mutsik. Just like right there on the ocean. So mm-hmm, yeah. it's, and then now all of a sudden it propelled and there's more bars coming. So it's, it's just like the culture here is just different. It's yeah, like it's hard unique. to not embrace. Yeah. yeah. You know, so um, I just think like there maybe need to be like maybe guidelines or maybe a book that maybe helps further. Like I always said this, like the yellow pages in mm-hmm. a way, mm-hmm. you know, to do something because we don't really have road signs that much. Right. Just the way that helps us not to like, Help. you don't feel like you're reinventing yeah. the wheel, you know, yeah. something that's already here. Somebody comes for the first time, maybe they're not too sociable. Right. Maybe they're people that they can reach out to who, like I'm sure back in the days, like if you left here and you went to London, there's probably some auntie or something you never met in your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like, she has all the but like, bikini camo, something like that. Like even, mm-hmm. was it the footballers, uh, Rio Coca? That's the same thing that happened. Like, mm-hmm. So I think we need maybe, there's a lot of old, um, not old, but like older Sierra Leonean women, men who are like maybe retired, who still could be mentors and stuff yeah. like that. So maybe that could help as well. I don't know, maybe structure, but it's... I think it's, um, it's a pretty smooth landing now. Yeah. for people who want to move back. Yeah. Um, it's different. Yeah. Like with the, yeah. We live in the world of Instagram and Twitter. Exactly. You can check so for you these things. You can check and connect with people. Yeah. When we first came, at least for me, it was like we had to really figure things out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. now, social media is up. You know somebody who knows somebody who yes. knows somebody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Shows like this, you know, people have written about moving back home, sure. blogs. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are talking about what is needed to move back home. Sure. Um, I always get someone now. reaching out to me, oh, yeah, yeah. you've been here, what is your experience mm-hmm. like? When it comes to, you know, I have a daughter yeah. going to school. Like, So I think more people are yeah. talking about the experience and it's mm-hmm. a smoother Landing um, now than it, than it was been. before for sure. What and pro- like, sorry, yeah. <laughs> interjected. Yeah. Um, what progress have you seen in twelve years? Hmm. <laughs> That's the a road. tough question. I know. <laughs> it's um, the road. <laughs> <laughs> We've definitely no. So I've definitely the road has really connected Sierra Leone. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, most people would think Freetown is Sierra Leone. Freetown, right. yeah. Kenny. Now you're able to go almost um, everywhere within yeah. Sierra Leone um, mm-hmm. because of the road network. And I also think um, at a point before COVID, even just traveling. Regionally, mm-hmm. we were able to travel um, regionally at reasonable price compared to what um, people used to charge before. Mm-hmm. I also think, you know, we have a young generation that's really picking up with what's happening outside of the country mm-hmm. and what they see in Western world mm-hmm. um, and creating their own, you know, vibes and adding yeah. their own flair and taste to what's happening. Mm-hmm. So you see millennials, you know, really doing the same thing as, you know, their friends at Peckham, their friends in Harlem. Yeah, yeah. So you yeah. see, yeah, a lot of I think um, also young people stepping from up to that, the play. I think even the musicians are influencing more of the African culture mm. now, whereas, like, when music first started here, and I hated it, like, Yeah, because it's very Falamakata, yeah, like, you know, Nigeria. Proper Falamakata. Yeah. And, like, I don't even want to drop names, but even, right. like, for instance, like, Drizlik, when mm. he first started, he was doing sort of that style. Mm-hmm. And then I, I was, like, so excited when I started seeing he found his own image, he found mm-hmm. his identity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think from from him, I don't want to just... Because there was other top 
musicians before him, but be, he kind of started a trend where people kind of embraced yeah. Sierra Leone mm -hmm. and was doing more like Sierra Leonean uh, dress sense, like mm -hmm. the, the way they... Slang. Like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was just like, it was cool. And people back home was like, back, I mean, back in England, back in America, looking at it, it was like, yo, I'm not just hearing like... Uh, Bella Bella Tumba or the kind right. of like, it was like actual like what's going on around the area yeah. it's like storytelling yeah. you know yes. and so I think that is a big part of the culture I think movie making and mm -hmm. arts and stuff like that mm. because we don't have too much things going on when people come mm -hmm. here they're like what do you for do yeah. like Takugama Beach mm -hmm. and obviously other like uh, Bonds Island and a few other slave um, places to visit mm -hmm. but besides mm -hmm. that we don't really have that many things. So. I would say that I, I think I'll disagree. That I think we oh. have it, but we just we don't market it we well. Don't because, market because, like you said, we don't know our history. Yeah. So there's so many places that you'd be surprised. Like when I was writing this article for yeah. um, Ariana Diaries, yeah. uh, World Tourism Day, we have um, uh, a hippo um, park, yeah. a national park in Karine District in the north. There's Gola. There, there's Tiwe Island. Yeah. You there's know, loads. there's like, Turtle Island. There's so exactly. much. But then I feel no like marketing. the people in where they enjoy Salon, not a wee wee get out. Exactly. Mm -hmm. yeah. That is not the true. issue. It's because true. it comes to money at the it's end true. of the day. Mm -hmm. It's true. But like and in... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Go, no, no, everything you just said is true. Maybe I didn't phrase it properly. There are so many things. There's bird watching. Mm -hmm. There's like waterfalls. Mm. But we don't have tourism sector in place. We don't. We have a tourism board, but we don't have... <laughs> We don't have... We're not marketing our tourism. Yeah, exactly. Especially so, domestic tourism. Especially yeah. local domestic Sierra tourism. Leone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and so. to even have like kids from school going out there like how we used to do. Field yeah, trips. like a field yeah. trip. Field Absolutely. Trip. Absolutely. Scouts, we go pre-gens, go do bird watching and all this stuff. So Yeah, we spoke about this in the last um, episode yeah, segment, about the friends. Tourism in Salon, that's mm -hmm. so true. And like, as you all mentioned, like you've, you've had to relearn and learn and like learn when coming back to Salon. How would you, in regards to like national development, there's always this kind of like us versus them kind of mentality. Mm. Uh, like, um, how have you navigated or tried to kind of um, reshape that kind of mindset? Because a lot of Surinamese home-based ones are always like, oh, Onakaya for, you know, they took over the country, you know, care about, you know, there's all this type of misconceptions, like both as us coming from the diaspora and like how home-based Surinamese view us. Like, I guess, what do you kind of uh, do to break that kind of thinking? So I think it goes back to what I was saying earlier. You have to, I'm a people's person, and in any society that you go, you cannot come and feel like you you know more or you, mm, you're the best people who are already yeah. Here. Yeah, yeah. than those who belong. Yeah. Yes, I think, you know, being having the privilege of living overseas mm -hmm. have um, given you different things that you can really say, yes, I mastered this aspect or whatever the case yes. may be. But at the same time, just because somebody didn't live in the diaspora or didn't go in the diaspora, by rights, when you come, you'll need a local person to help you walk out Absolutely. and understand the system. Mm -hmm. So it's a win-win situation once mm -hmm. you... Um, get yourself to understand that. Yeah. And I also think is, um, I guess I'm a little bit different when it comes to, you know, I'm all about meeting people, mm. all about understanding what's happening, but I also carry my values very high. So I won't come and put myself down regardless of, you know, what the locals are doing or what is the norm mm. because of how I was raised. Mm. So I value, you know, um, 
myself a lot and I value certain things that I learned growing up. Mm -hmm. So there's things I would never jeopardize regardless of, you know, you're thinking you're better than me or Mm -hmm. this is how it's supposed to be done. I just think, you know, the reality is we have always worked together as a diaspora from the time, you know, our grandparents when they... um, well, I should say, like our parents that moved overseas, they were always sending back for our sibling, for their siblings or our grandparents. So we've always worked together, and we just really need to figure out how to work together collectively to move mm-hmm. forward. Because I don't think um, somebody may be better than you in one aspect, but it doesn't yeah, mean they're better yeah. than you as a person. As a person, yeah. yeah. So I definitely. Um, I've gotten that a lot, the home base mm-hmm. versus, you know, those who are coming back thinking they're better, they're coming to take our jobs. Mm. And at the same time, I, I think we 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 complain, but the reality is not really Sierra Leoneans taking the jobs away from local it's Sierra Leoneans. It's the experts that it's are coming just, in exactly. that are taking the job. So I think if um, you're able, and then step your game up, any way you look at it, mm. you should never um, give somebody the reason to overshine you. Mm. So if you feel that you're qualified for this, step your game up, go out there. We don't take advantage mm. of a lot of opportunities mm. either. Mm-hmm. So um, sure. we can complain to an extent, but we also need to step our game up as Sierra Leoneans. Mm-hmm. When there are job sure. opportunities out there, how many sure. Sierra Leoneans do you think are going for them? Um, and you always see, especially when it comes to um, females, mm-hmm. you always see, you know, encouraging females to apply. But we still have a low number. I know some of these um, fellowships and some of these programs that I've applied for, Sierra Leone, like we don't have a large number of people mm-hmm. applying for these opportunities. Mm-hmm. So we always think people are coming in, taking over and taking our opportunities. But we're not putting ourselves yeah. up there. It's like, you know, like when you want to vote, you don't if you're not going to vote. Yeah. This thing gonna happen. People are afraid of change. Yeah. Yes. And like yes. people, like what you're saying is 100%. I've been saying this. What are the NGOs doing here? What are this organization yeah. doing? What mm. is the UN doing here? I'm sorry, but it's true. It's like most of them here are just high paying jobs so that they can take the taxpayer money back there. We have no, like, there's no reason to be saying that. But I think it's all about. From school days, mm-hmm. you need like a me versus this. So they go say mm-hmm. home base versus JC yeah. mm-hmm. and this and that. I think there's space for everybody, yeah. for everybody to come back. Absolutely. And there's so much space, especially for doctors, real. electricians. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need for good mechanics, we good we doctors, good we good, good, good teachers, good all of this that are back there that can come. We should just stop being afraid yeah. of that. And then the people who are ignorant, can get educated mm-hmm. because when you meet somebody um, that is a cool person that is willing to learn and that is a big factor as well you said a massive point where come here don't act like you're too good don't act like you just came from America I, I they don't know sabi mm-hmm. no Take no you. we sabi about you get og boots we sabi all landing <laughs> when you come here when you come here be humble. be humble that's why I don't like about the experts as well if you come here, you have that white complex savior thing. Mm-hmm. I'm here. That's why when I meet like experts who are refreshing and say, "Brother, one, two, three, I'm here to do my work." Mm-hmm. That's it. But I can't go to another country three months and write a story about London. They would they would write a hate speech about yeah. me because yeah. I cannot fully encompass this this city. Yeah. You understand in three months. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's the thing. I think, like, we don't give each other the support. It's almost, it's mm-hmm. like if somebody is, like, um, um, like, 
what's it called, party comes into place, mm -hmm. they're like, I'm guaranteed five to ten years. Mm -hmm. I ain't letting nobody come and spoil it. So when you see other people come, you're like, oh, my God, new ideas, mm -hmm. you know? So I think we need to listen. I think we don't have patience anymore to read. We just see headings, and then mm -hmm. we're like... We just blast. Right. We don't read anything. So That's I think true. we need to maybe just look at the bigger picture. And like if we work together and we need people from outside as well mm -hmm. who have experience. Mm -hmm. And Definitely. we need people here with the grassroots as well who know what, you know, the layout is. But we need that two that to come together yeah. to yeah. take it so to the next level. it's a collective effort, yeah. absolutely. Listening and learning from yeah. one another. And I think you touched upon something that we oftentimes forget about. And one of the reasons yeah. why, you know, I like this podcast and some of the young people who are really stepping up the game to yeah. tell our story. Yeah. I think for far too long, other people, other people have been, people have been telling our story in their own language yeah. and how they want us to be and perceived. And their own lens. Yeah. Yeah. So, see things how Africans um, see them. Yeah. We, we really, and we have no excuse. I'm sorry. We have no excuse no. in 2020. Mm -hmm. Through um, social media, through yeah. websites, through WhatsApp. WhatsApp, 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 I can't tell you like I saw a property <laughs> mm -hmm. interested in and tell me saying this mommy in place so I mm -hmm. went there go man sweetie mommy fresh hey. 90 something yeah. years okay, yeah honey. sit down talk she got a bell she's ringing it so we're right there and I'm like looking at the pictures and I see I'm like Uncle Con I begin Con Davis mm -hmm. happens just to be like that's a, that's his mom and she was like almost a hundred or something like that. Wow. And we sat down for like two hours. I couldn't leave. Oh. But my dad and Uncle Con are friends for 50 years. Oh, wow. And I never met her before. And she was telling me stories. And that's what I'm saying. Like it's like the, the links, yeah. the, like the how your, your father grew up, how, mm -hmm. because your, your parents are not going to tell you everything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. If you don't believe that Salon is small, yeah. I think anybody listening to it will understand yeah. <laughs> yes. Salon small. Salon yeah. small. It's really Definitely. Small. You mentioned something earlier about um, living in Salon and it's sometimes being a standstill. I feel like one of my biggest fears of living here is mm. the fact that it's quite stifling. Mm. So as we were saying before, a lot of the neighboring countries, you will see they're progressing. Yeah. I always use Senegal as an example. I left yeah. Senegal 2000, end of 2017. I went That's back, true. no, end of 2016, I went back to 2018 for just like a holiday. I saw like progress in two yeah, years. Then yeah. new airport, new museums. So it's things like that, which that's we pretty much. Tower then give you. What is our obsession with clock towers? What's going on? Tell know. me about it. Like I'm looking at this video, like this guy is posting it. I'm like, what 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 you 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 took a camera and, and shot the, and the production. I'm sorry, cute. man. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, boy. Vision, vision. Sorry, like, but you know I'm what? You. I get it now. I get it in a way. People could tell the time. <laughs> <laughs> It might help See with the time management. Maybe you know? <laughs> man's lost the night like there's curfew. But, but what, what would you say your biggest fear is living here? So, so seriously, like just going back to that whole clock tower. Um, <laughs> on a serious note, like I think Waleed, you mentioned it. Like if you don't get involved in national development, mm, true. <laughs> those who are involved and those who are 
presented the clock tower projects, yeah. et cetera. That's what uh, we're true. going to see. That's what we're going to see. So the reality is, you know, one of the reasons, like, I talk and I'm involved as well. Yeah. And I think we can talk. And if you're not... You're I'm not, not saying if you're not gonna. Not true. I don't think you shouldn't talk if you're not gonna get involved because not everybody can be involved. But mm-hmm. at least the reality is those who are leading, those who are at the forefront of national development, true. are those who are not afraid to get involved. Mm-hmm. And so those of us who are just you know sitting back and doing our own thing, we see the clock towers popping up and the other projects that don't connect mm-hmm. popping up, and we're like, what's really going? But on? how can you get involved though? Like that's the mm-hmm. thing. Maybe not everybody knows. How to get involved as well. Because it's like, like you're saying, like me, I don't want to condemn. You know, there's so many things in my heart. Like when I drive through the peninsula and I see the deforestation, mm-hmm. that's a very, that's a yeah. thing that's big to my heart here. And it breaks my heart because it's like, you destroy your country. Mm-hmm. And you don't realize, like, look at the weather. <laughs> it's it's cause of that. Yeah. You know, and, sure. and thing you mentioned in one of your posts, but like, but like you're saying, it's like also... I could push it to the next level and be like, yo, where do I go and this is that? But maybe because I'm thinking like, forget it, if I If I go, nothing will happen. Right. Yeah. It's that sometimes maybe mm. we need to push through that attitude mm-hmm. if we want to get things done. You're right. Yeah, so I, I think, think just like what Ajay was saying, like it's a collective true. effort. Like if it's, it's deforestation, that is an issue for, you know, like plant a tree, you know, yeah. there's a big tree planting campaign, yeah, true. you know, like little things like that, try to yeah. get involved or try to um, support an organization or individual that's already yeah. doing that because yeah. you don't always have to start your own thing, exactly. but you can support someone else and we can all kind of like support each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I think that also helps I think we sure. know how to get involved when we want to get involved. Not Absolutely. True. There's so many Absolutely. different levels and different platforms. Yes. Some yeah. people use politics, some people use their NGO, some mm-hmm. people use their collective groups as friends. So yeah. you really Influences need to... Influences as yeah, well. Big yes. You know what I mean? So. But I I think that we, um, we have to think that sometimes it's about planting one seed and watching yeah, it yeah. grow because sure. it's hard to have massive change if you're not on a platform to um, generate that. And that's where the politics come in. Mm-hmm. So because yeah. of that, get involved, vote. Networking. Um, yes. Know who's in your you get your constituency. Ears. You get your words to the, to the right people's um, ears. Write to your mayors. Yeah. Write to your... Um, sure chairmans and saying, mm. this is what you want to see. Like, I feel like, especially now, like, um, government wants to hear from people. Sure. And sometimes we're like, okay, we know to get involved just because, you know, it doesn't um, affect me. But in yeah. the end, it does. Because we're still where we are as um, Sierra Leone because yeah. of different things. So I think... Um, there's so many things, and I know this is a question for the diaspora. People yeah. always feel like, okay, the diaspora don't shouldn't say anything because they're not here and shouldn't be involved. But I think it's about understanding, um, understanding what it is like to be in Sierra Leone. Right. At least if you're gonna um, have an opinion, let it come from an informed point of view. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like I think maybe people outside want to prove that they are so Sierra Leonean, yes. even though they're not here, that this, it comes out wrong sometimes. I think mm-hmm. that's what it is. It's like, if I I grew up in London, but I haven't lived there for so long, mm-hmm. that it's like, if I, I'm like, but Asabi Debo, mm-hmm. I can tell you, say, <laughs> yes. not this, not that. Mm-hmm. Not, they look at me and think, yeah, you're a fool. You're like, you don't really, because you're not here on a daily, day, day-to-day yes, basis. exactly. But you should be proud and like, mm-hmm. and echo your country. Because like, besides, um, Idris Elba and the other people. It's nice to see, like, when you see, like, these celebrities or Sierra Leoneans out and they talk, they're like, I'm from London. I'm like, but talk so you're not from Sierra Leone. <laughs> you know, 
let people know. So like, I but think I think a lot of it is passion as well. Um, you know, I Patreon remember before too. I moved to Sierra Leone, I was so passionate about Sierra Leone, so wanted to see you know um, Sierra Leone be at the top mm-hmm. of the other countries that were always called the South Africa's, the Nigeria's, the Ghana's. So you have so much passion when you're living overseas, and not mm-hmm. everybody can move and be here. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, when you're being when you're talking and not informed about what's really happening, like I said, reach out to somebody on social yeah. media. There's get no information. There's no sense. Like yeah. you said, yeah. There's ways to find out. And don't just, yeah. We're true. all passionate people. So when you, you, and we want to see, I know our diasporas want to, you know, be, Involved, proud and yes, being and involved. involved to say, I'm that, from Sierra Leone, just yeah. like how you seen. You know, Nigerians are always rooting about mm-hmm. Nigeria, so we also want to be like that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I think it, it's a disservice when you're complaining from a um, misinformed position mm-hmm. and don't really understand what the realities of being on the ground and being back home. Exactly. Are. For sure. um, so, but then also, like, well, that's a big thing. Like, and then also the fact that you're saying get involved, get involved. Mm-hmm. If you want to complain. Don't just sit there and complain about it. Get right, involved. get involved. Then yes. at least if things are not being done when you're getting involved, yeah. then mm-hmm. you can complain. You've done your part. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And, then, and then let's be honest, you, you can get involved and you're still going to be hurt. Of course. So it doesn't mean like it's the it end all of y'all. You no. have business people who come here and leave yeah. empty-handed broke. Mm-hmm. But the reality is, is they we have to keep going. Yeah. You have to, you know, you fall down, you just continue. And I believe in planting seeds. So even if it's that, you know, one child that you pay school fees for, mm-hmm. of course. or if it's just that one group that you want to participate yeah. in and see how you can best mm-hmm. involve. You do your um, thing. You, you do don't your need own to thing. advertise it. You mm-hmm. know, exactly. You know. exactly. These do-gooders on, on social media. On social media. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on that note, too, before we end today's episode, what would be your message to someone coming home? Like, if say it in one word. Not afraid. Okay. Nice. Not afraid. Adria? Too afraid. <laughs> <laughs> don't be afraid. A little phrase. A little yeah, phrase, phrase or one word. Okay. Little I'll little. say come with an open mind. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Keep coming. Okay. Yeah. Keep coming. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I would say the exact same thing. So okay. I always say make sure you visit before yeah. you make the move. Keep coming. Yeah. Okay, and this ends this episode on relocating to Salon. Thank you so much. Before we conclude, we always have our guests like plug their um, their business or their projects. So, oh, what is socials. it that you want people to uh, follow up on the conversation? And yeah, and follow you on social. So, Wally, plug your socials and what and you're your doing currently. Go, go, go. Basically, I'm doing uh, two guys deliveries. We're currently trying to relocate. Uh, into town Ooh. so fingers crossed so I'm doing it maybe smaller scale but I'm also going to do uh, talky talk uh, once a month as well nice. that me and Marco have been Marco Koroma uh, my partner uh, we've been working on relocating that, but we're also working on something else to do with talky talk I can't really say much right now but hopefully <laughs> fingers pipeline. crossed it'll be on maybe the seven best things to look out for Ooh. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so where can people yeah. stay connected with what's happening? Like Basically, you can go on Instagram at uh, Talk You Talk, uh, talk uh, dot talk you dot talk, mm-hmm. uh, and then also uh, you can follow me as well, Joseph Walid or Marco Koroma as well on Instagram, and uh, yeah, and Facebook two guys restaurant, well. two guys restaurant as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, guys. So, and this has been really, really fun. I didn't Aww. expect it. Like, I mean, these ladies are always fun, anyways. And nice. Yeah. So. We try. Aww, we try. Thanks. We try. <laughs> <laughs> and Azura, tell us. Oh, um, so for me, I can be found on 
all the different social media platforms at Ajara Marie, A-J-A-R-A Marie, M-A-R-I-E. And um, with Women Mean Business, the same with um, Instagram and Facebook, you know, supporting female entrepreneurs, focusing on media, branding, communications. So um, reach out to us. You need a website. You need some branding. I am identity. Anything that's related to media and comms. Um, we get to support you. <laughs> Nice. And you can find Wise Square Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Wise Square Pod. Thank you for listening. listening. Bye. Bye. We out. Oh, nice.